Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. Friday edition. Glad you're hanging out with us here. NBA draft in the rearview mirror. A former Tiger ace gets promoted. And we'll get to your questions as we always do. Let's start, though, with uh, what ended up being a great night for Tremont Waters as he heard his name called in the NBA draft. With the 51st pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Tremont Waters from Louisiana State University. So Tremont goes to Boston. He does hear his name called. Uh, Nas Reed, on the other hand, went undrafted. We'll talk about that here in just a quick second. Here is the other draft analysis from Jonathan Giovoni at ESPN.com. He writes, LSU's Tremont Waters fell deep in the second round due to concerns around his lack of size and slender frame, but he may be able to earn a roster spot in the NBA down the road thanks to his excellent ball handling skills, shiftiness, pull-up jumper, and court vision. All things that I think we all know very well about Tremont Waters couple of things with Tremont, then I'll get to Nas. Uh, one of the things this NBA draft was lacking, and look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know everything about all the international players and every guy that was available in this draft, but when you talk to the guys that do or listen to the guys that do, one of the things that was apparent was the fact that this was a draft largely void of shooters. So, you look at a guy like Tremont Waters, and Tremont ends up his career at LSU being a guy that had ranged from anywhere. I mean, he would pull up, Tremont would, from essentially anywhere on the court inside the logo. That's just what Tremont did and what his MO was when he was, when he was at LSU. So if you're looking for shooters and a guy that could come off the bench and give you offense and also was fantastic at, at, at picking pockets and being very aggressive on the defensive end, Tremont was that. Very high basketball IQ, willing to learn. Some might say Tremont should have come back because he would have increased his draft status and would have been higher than the 51st overall pick. Realistically, when you read that draft evaluation of Tremont, his 5'11 frame isn't going to change. It's what he is. He's not all of a sudden going to become 6'3". If he were, then he could be a lottery pick. But at 5'11", he's going to be a risk at the NBA level as maybe a defensive liability against bigger guards or the fact that maybe when bigger guards try to lock him up, uh, maybe they, they defend him, his shooting percentages go down. At the college level, Tremont actually had a lot of success against bigger guards because he was so much quicker he was able to get into the lane. So there's the the bottom line with, with Trey is that I, could he have come back to LSU, had another really good year, all SEC, potential all caliber, all, all American caliber year? Absolutely. Would it have helped his draft stock? Not tremendously. In some respects, he kind of was you know, what he, he he is what he is as a 5'11 guard. You know, the thing that's holding him back isn't going to improve in college. Nas Reed is on the other end of that spectrum. So Nas goes unpicked, and Nas is a guy who at 6'10 and 255 remade his body and also developed his game at LSU. He showed up on campus, and if you remember, you know, the first few few games, he was shooting five, six three-pointers a game. He was trying to be a perimeter player. 
And very quickly, LSU realized they needed him to be a post presence on the block, and so he altered his game to fit the college game. And he became a guy that was a you know a double double threat every night in the SEC. And at six ten with soft hands, who can put it on the ground, who can step back and shoot a three. That's kind of what the modern day big looks like. Now he's raw in that respect. So I do understand when you look at at Nas. Uh, there's a lot of people that would say. He should have come back. And obviously, the fact that he went undrafted speaks to that. Uh, and I think Nas is a guy who, had he come back, could have increased his draft stock. He could have refined his game. He could have come up, become a better defender, could have uh, you know, physically transformed his body even further, worked on his outside shot. You know, it, it comes to mind, for example, when, when LSU played at Arkansas early in the SEC schedule, Daniel Gafford went off for 30 points and essentially abused Nas Reed. Uh, so I look at Gafford, I look at a guy like P.J. Uh, you know, Washington from Kentucky, and I look at guys that you know maybe had an eye at coming out and being one and dones, went back for their sophomore years and ended up becoming high draft picks. Washington went 12th overall and Gafford went high in round two. Could that have been Nas next year? I absolutely think so. The other side of the conversation that I'll always say, no matter the sport, no matter the draft, is you've got to understand that every player makes a decision based on criteria that matters most to them. Any LSU fan that is bemoaning Nas Reed leaving early for the draft is doing so from a purely selfish standpoint because you would have liked to have had him back with your team next year, but you don't know Nas's family situation. You don't know if he enjoys being in school. You don't know if he's homesick. I, I I don't know. That's the point. We don't know. We just don't know what criteria he weighed and what mattered most to him. And clearly he wanted to go be a pro, and so he'll have that opportunity. Uh, Nas Reed, the athletic reported, signed a two-way contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that means he'll have the opportunity to suit up in NBA games in you know, the 2019-2020 season, which is a great opportunity. We've seen this before with Brandon Sampson. We've seen it with Antonio Blakeney. They get that two-way deal. They get you know, a taste of the NBA. And if they play well, ultimately, they get signed to a deal. So Nas is going to have that opportunity signing a two-way contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, and I wish him all all the luck in the world. Yes, selfishly, I wish Nas Reed had come back for another year. I think he could have increased his draft stock, and I think he would have been fantastic, you know, uh, all-SEC caliber as a sophomore next year. But – he made the decision he felt was best for him, and you certainly wish him all the luck uh, moving forward. Okay, it's Locked on LSU, brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own at Hotels.com. Check them out again, Hotels.com. All right, we'll knock out a quick break. We will come back. Great news for a former Tiger who's uh, moving on up, as they say, uh, in the major league ranks or in the professional baseball ranks. That's next. Locked on LSU, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cruising along here, Locked On LSU, your team every day. Uh, how about a big tip of the cap 
to former LSU ace Alex Lang, who's been promoted uh, in the Cubs organization uh, to double A uh, the the Smokies with um, uh, in Tennessee. So that's the double A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, he had been with the uh, A ball Myrtle Beach Pelicans, and look, quite honestly. Alex had a little bit of a rough start to this season. Uh, he made 11 starts. He's just 1-9, and nine, and his ERA is 7-3-6. So you can tell it, it's a rough go. If you're just looking at the stat sheet there overall for the season, you're kind of going to recoil a bit. But after a really rough start to the season, Lang's pulled it together in his last couple of starts. He pitched against the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, went seven innings, gave up only one run on three hits and struck out nine. That looked like the Alex Lang we got to know really well in Baton Rouge. His next outing, he goes out against the Wilmington Blue Rocks and pitched six innings, gave up just two runs on five hits, and struck out two. So back-to-back really good starts for Lang, and now he's being promoted to double-A to see how he can do against double-A hitters. And most of the time, what you'll hear from guys who played who played in the SEC and then went on to the next level, they'll tell you that you know aces in the SEC are kind of the caliber of what you see every night in Double A. So this is really the step up whenever uh, you're you're trying to make that jump because once you get to Double A, you know, and you play and you perform, you're always an injury away, a tired bullpen away from making that leap into the big leagues. Yeah, there, you can go AAA, but but then at that point, it's really just the organization combing through its uh, its system to see who's available and who might have that opportunity. So for Lang to get the opportunity in AA is just massive because if he goes and puts together a couple of quality starts, be it um, you know in AA, if the Cubs ever get to a point where they may need an arm out of the bullpen or a spot start, you know, he may get that call, especially as you get closer to the – to the all-star break. Now, admittedly, I don't know a ton about the Cubs rotation. I don't like the Cubs. I don't follow the Cubs. So I, I don't know top to bottom what their staff looks like and where they might have a need. But, man, I, I like the way Lang's pitching now, and I'm happy for him. I mean, this was a guy who, during his time at LSU, was just was just dominant. I mean, he had a he was had an undefeated freshman season where he was 12-0, and had a sub-2 ERA. I mean, by comparison, Lang's freshman year was better than Nola and Gosman. I mean, all these guys that were you know, dominant, Cole Henry, that were these dominant freshman aces, Lang's the best that LSU ever had in that respect. And, you know, he uh, he had some great pitch, uh, pitching performances in the postseason against Wilmington and Regional, uh, certainly against Fullerton and Omaha. And he's one of those guys that's from – you know, Missouri came from out of state to LSU, embraced the culture, embraced LSU, and has loved it ever since. And a really pull for Alex. And it's great to see him get this call up after a rough start to uh, uh, to this year in A-ball with Myrtle Beach. But Alex Lang promoted to a double A. We'll keep you posted on how his season and his starts in double A go there for the, uh, the Tennessee Smokies, the double A affiliate of the Cubs. All right, it's Locked on LSU, your team every day. We're brought to you by Twillery, a twillery.com slash locked on. That's where you can go to get $25 off your order. These are high-performance dress shirts without the cost. They start at $55 each when you bundle four. Uh, They stretch. They do not sweat. They're cool. They're comfortable. They will not wrinkle. If you want the new age dress shirt, you got to check out Twillery. 
twillery.com slash locked on. Try it free, twillery.com slash locked on. Use the promo code again, locked on for $25 off. Okay, it's Locked on LSU, your team every day. We'll wrap up next. Wrapping up another edition of the Locked on LSU podcast, your team every day. Before we bounce, quick note, a couple of uh, now former Tigers who are up for awards wanted to share with you. Uh, Sarah Finnegan, two-time NCAA champion uh, in gymnastics, two-time SEC gymnast of the year, uh, quite honestly just one of the best female student-athletes in the school's history. Uh, she's been nominated for the NCAA Woman of the Year Award. Uh, Ashley Claire Kearney actually won the award in 2009, and uh, Ashley Natt was nominated for it in 2017. So you've had some LSU gymnasts who've had a lot of success um, at being honored here uh, with this award or being nominated throughout the years. But congrats to uh, Sarah Finnegan on being nominated for uh, NCAA Woman of the Year Award. We'll let you know when that vote is uh, tabulated and if, in fact, she's uh, she's able to take it home. And uh, former LSU pole vaulter Mondo Duplantis, who's off uh, starting his professional career, he obviously had one dominant season in Baton Rouge. He's the first man in LSU track and field history uh, to be named a finalist for the Bowerman. Uh, that's the U.S. Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association Award if you're not familiar, uh, the Bowerman debuted in 2009. It awards the top female and male collegiate track and field athletes in the country every year. So this is essentially the track equivalent of the Heisman. Uh, the winner will be announced December the 19th at a, a convention in Orlando. Uh, and, of course, Mondo's already off uh, beginning his professional track and field uh, career. But certainly we congratulate uh, Mondo. He's been named the SEC Field Athlete of the Year for both the indoor and outdoor season. Uh, and the Track and Field Coaches Association South Central Field Athlete of the Year during the indoor season. So a decorated year for Mondo Duplantis on campus and a decorated career for Sarah Finnegan. Both been nominated for the top individual honors in their respective sports for this year. So uh, we uh, wish them both all the best. All right, going to put a button here on a Friday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. Please subscribe, share this, pass it on. We appreciate you for being here. And until next time, it's Locked on LSU, your team every day.